continue with our series that we started last week, which is entitled Level Up. Look at your neighbor and tell them, Level Up. Level Up. Hopefully you have a handout. Um, I have handouts. If you didn't receive one, raise your hand. One will be given to you. It's a sermon handout. So again, last week we, we began this uh, series and to level up, if you have not heard this term before, it's really a term used quite quite uh, often in gamers. It's part of their language. And really it means to progress to the next level, to get from one level to the next. And what I want to talk to you about this this week again is how to level up spiritually. How do we do it? So uh, in, in, our, in our business world, in our, in our day-to-day lives, you may have said this, to make a move in your life or career for the better, that's leveling up. Um, I feel stale at this job. It's time to level up. Or you may have told somebody, hey, you got that promotion. Way to, way to level up, man. You may have said something like that. Now, that's great and fine and you know, wonderful for your career, for your life. But let's talk about leveling up spiritually. Last week I spoke to you on the what. What is leveling up? Today I want to talk to you more about how to level up. How many want to level up? Amen. How many want to go to that next level spiritually? Because I believe this with all of my heart. Just as Martin Luther King had a dream of one day, of one day, of one day. I believe God has a dream that one day for each of you, he, he's going to fulfill that purpose he has for your life. That he's going to help you progress from one level to the next. I truly believe that he has a plan for every one of you here, whether you realize that or not. So I'm going to read uh, a couple of sermon texts. I have two. I want to start with the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 through 19. Listen to these words here. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now, the companion verse I want to bring up, the next one is Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, chapter 1 and verse 28. God said this, God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Let me say that again. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Let's bow our heads and pray right now. Father in heaven, I ask now for the next few moments, Lord, that you would just give us a deep understanding of what it means for me to take my spiritual life up, to level up, Father. Maybe this year of 2020 is, is the year I've been asking, Lord, are you real? Lord, are you really, are you really there? Are you really uh, wanting a purpose in my life, a vision for me, a dream for me? Lord, I pray today that we would have wisdom to hear it, that we would have wisdom to receive it. And so, Lord, we pray your blessings today upon these next few moments of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. 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 Now, how many are still excited about 2020? Still any hands here excited about 2020? Or is it all just gone downhill already? You know, 
We need, we need to give it at least you know, two, three months before we can throw up the white flag, all right? Let's, let's continue to be excited about 2020. I really feel that for a lot of us, there, we're in a, new, in a new season, not just because of the new year, but new things are happening around us. Exciting things are happening around us, as well as daily life as it plays out. But how many recognize right now that maybe God is doing something new in your own life? Anybody here this year, God is doing something new in your life. I know that for a fact. God is doing something new in some of your lives here today. Even those that weren't, aren't with us here today, I know God is doing something new in their lives. See, God's desire for us, according to those scriptures we just read, is for us to be fruitful. How many want to bear fruit? Yes. And, and let me ask you this in a simple way where you understand it. How many have fruit trees in their yard? Anybody here have fruit trees? Well, how many of you want that fruit tree just to look pretty and not give any fruit? None of you. You all want it to bear fruit. We have a wonderful lemon tree in our backyard that just gives all year long. I don't do anything to that tree. I don't even fertilize it. I don't even water it. And it still it keeps giving lemons. It's, a, it's the gift that keeps on giving is what I call it. And we just reap the harvest. But uh, God has blessed us with that tree and, a, and, a, and another one, a couple of other ones that, are, that, are, that give sporadically as well. Maybe it's because I'm not taking good care of them. But here's the thing. God wants us always moving forward and bearing fruit. He wants us to bear fruit spiritually. Are you loving one another? Are you forgiving of one another? Are you reaching out to others and encouraging them? Uh, is the fruit showing? Would, would people be able to say, oh, I didn't know he was a Christian. I didn't know he was a believer. I mean, let's get real. If you have fruit, and I'm talking about the gifts of the Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit, excuse me, um, the love, peace, joy, kindness, goodness, and so forth. If you are displaying those, people are going to see that in your life. They're going to see and recognize possibly a change even in your life. Amen. Amen. I was there one day. I was there. And people said, hey, what happened to that old rig? Well, God forgave me. And he said he wanted the new rig to start coming out. Amen. Sometimes we need that old man to be buried and that new man to rise up. Amen. So sometimes God will bring you into a new season of life. Listen to these words in Deuteronomy, and these aren't on your outline. I have two scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 11. May the Lord, the God of your ancestors, increase you a thousand times and bless you as he has promised. That is a wonderful promise from the word of God. See, what the Lord is telling us is that he does want to increase you. And when I say that, don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not just talking financially and finances. I'm talking about spiritual things here. I'm talking about spiritually. He wants to increase you. He wants to increase that spiritual man, that spiritual woman in you. He wants you to be able to, to declare and to, be, to believe on the promises of, 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 of the word of God. Amen? Amen? He wants you to be able to stand on them. In times of need, in times of sickness, in times of needing a healing, that you can declare the promises of God that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? He wants you to increase. You may be at a certain level of fruitfulness right now. Just like my peach trees that I planted two years ago, they're only yay high. 
but they're not going to stay yay high forever. I'm going to nurture those, those guys right there because they're going to take care of me and my family here in a, in a few years. And I take care of those trees. And in the same way, we have to take care of our spiritual walk. Yeah. What does that mean? The doors are open to church. Come on in. Grow. Learn. Serve with us. Amen. It, it, pray at home. Read the word of God at home. That's how you begin to increase. And God wants to increase you from where you're at right now. I pointed this out last week. When we, when we had kids, you know, and I met a young little boy this, this, this afternoon. And I'm sure if you ask the parents, they don't want him to stay at that age forever. They want him to one day mature and grow into the man God would want for his life. Amen. It's, and it's the same way with God with each of us. He wants us to step up spiritually. He wants us to grow and mature. Amen? Amen. Listen to this other companion scripture. Not on your outline, but it's in the book of 3 John chapter 2. Listen to these words. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. See, Realize this, in order for things to go well in your life and in my life, our will, our lives have to be in alignment with God. We can't expect our life to go well if we are not aligned with God. Does that make sense? Amen. We have to be in alignment with God's will for our life. And I believe God has a specific will for every single one of us here today. Amen. Now, I've got three quick points here I want to talk to you about in how to step up, how to level up. Number one, just as Martin Luther King, the little video we just saw, how he had a dream that I believe was God-given. How many believe that that was a God-given dream? It was a God-given dream. Each of us have to have a dream to move forward. So what is your dream for moving forward? Right now, without raising hands, just when I say that, are there dreams you have right now in your mind? Are there visions that you've had that one day, that someday? Are there dreams still rolling around in there? Because it doesn't matter how old you are. It really doesn't. I talked to my dad who's 85 years old. There's still things rolling around in his head he wants to do. And I'm thinking, man, just relax, just chill. You've done a lot. But there's still dreams, there's still goals he has. And every one of us, if we don't have one, here's the problem. If we don't have a dream or a vision, we have nothing to go towards. We have nothing to point towards. So I I really believe God wants to give you a dream if you don't have one today. And it starts by this. It starts by asking him, Lord, what is that dream? What is that vision for my life? What is it you want me to be doing? What is it, where is it that you want me to be in five years, in ten years? Next week, where is it that you want me to be? Because some of us here, if you don't know, you don't know until you ask. Amen? God wants to have each of us have a dream and to move towards that dream. We see many examples of that in the Bible. Abraham. God spoke to him and gave him a dream. He spoke to Moses and gave him a dream, a vision that you're going to lead my people out of Egypt, out of bondage. He challenged them. He planted dreams and visions into them. 
So the question I'm asking you this afternoon is, what does your future look like? What does your dream look like? As a couple, as a marriage, what does your dream look like for your marriage? What does it look like as a parent? What does it look like for your children? What does it look like for your grandchildren? Because as grandparents, we get to do it again. And maybe the right way, right? Amen. What does that look like? What does it look like for your career? What does it look like at work tomorrow when you go to work and you, and you shout about how the 49ers won and how they're going to the Super Bowl? Okay, enough of that. <laughs> Just kidding. What does your future look like? What is that vision in your heart? Do you have one? We have to have a dream in order to move forward. And then most importantly, what does that dream look like in Jesus spiritually? What does that dream look like? See, we, we get too caught up in, oh, yeah, my, I have a dream of having that mansion and living in a gated community and driving that Rolls and, you know, on and on. It's not about that. If it was all about that, as we've pointed out here many, many times, they would be the happiest people on the planet. And they're not. Materialism can't bring happiness, can't bring purpose, can't bring peace. Only God Almighty brings peace. Amen? God Almighty can not only remind you of the vision He's given you, the purpose, but He alone brings you peace in your life. Listen to these words in Isaiah. This is in your outline. Isaiah 26 and verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds, the word minds there in the original language of the Bible, which is Hebrew in the Old Testament, listen to this description of what it means. It means purpose, form, creative imagination. So in essence, what he's saying in this verse is that I'm, I'm keeping that person, giving them peace, that person that that who has creative imagination, who has purpose, who trusts in me, I will give them perfect peace. Amen? Are you following me? So, so what I'm asking you this afternoon is, if you have creative imagination, thinking ahead, if you have creative imagination, purpose, what does that look like for you? What does that look like in your life? Your own life in God. Have you thought about that this year? Or are you too busy thinking of, I got to make this happen. I got to make that happen for my family, for my career, but omitting God. We have to keep God at the forefront. He is the source of everything in your life. He is the one that gave you your marriage. He is the one that gave you your job. He is the one that blessed you with the home you're with right now. Remember this, how he told Abraham that Abraham would one day have a generation of ancestors that would, that would number like the stars. Remember that in the Old Testament? He said, you're going to have so many ancestors. This is before he had anything. And he said, you're, they're going to number like the stars. There are going to be so many. Let me change this mic here. Thank you. There we go. And when he did that, he was reminding Abraham of a dream that he had for him. So guess what happens with Abraham? Every night before he went to bed, he would look up at the stars and he would be reminded of the vision God gave him for his life. Isn't that wonderful? I believe this, that when God gives you a vision or a purpose, 
a dream in your life, he will remind you daily of what that is. It will knock on your door every day. And, and God has a way of reminding us every day, lovingly, and, and he just nudges you and say, remember what I told you way back when? And, and Abraham, I could just imagine, he'd be looking up at the signs going, Lord, I don't know how this is all going to happen. I mean, we can't even ha- conceive children. Because if you know the story, they didn't have any children until his wife was late in age, later on in age. And, and here he is thinking, God, you promised me descendants like, like the stars? I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to keep believing in that promise. And he did. And he held on and he was faithful. And God, you know, he followed through on that promise. Amen. Every night he was reminded of that promise and that vision. So we have to remember God does have a purpose for us. And he will remind you of your dream and purpose moving forward. Number two. Um. This time of the year, my, my dad, I'll pick on him again. I wish he was here. He was here last, last week, I believe it was last week when he was here. But every time at this time of the year, he does a lot of pruning. He has probably a dozen fruit trees in his backyard or more. And every year he gets up on ladders and he prunes them. And he starts back in December and he's pruning away and pruning away. And, and um, every year we tell him, you know, don't do it. Don't get off that ladder and... You know, we'll help you, but he always does it, right? But every year, those fruit trees give peaches, give apples, give nectarines, get whatever he has planted, they produce every year. And it's all because he's pruned them. Anybody here love to, to take care of their garden like that? Not too many of us, huh? Because that's work. <laughs> but he prunes them. And so my second point is this. What needs to be pruned or dealt with in your life? And, and the reason for pruning, listen to, there's, there's two main reasons for pruning. Number one is to make that tree or that person healthier. Number two, it's to promote growth. It promotes growth in you. And, and uh, logically, it doesn't make sense. You mean if I cut it off, more is going to grow? Yes. That's God's divine way that's his, his rule in life. When you cut it off, more will grow. Amen. He is the source. Amen? Amen? He is the source. As believers, this is what you and I need to be asking the Lord, especially as we enter this year of 2020. Lord, is there anything in my life spiritually that I need to prune off my life, that I should remove, that I should cut off, that I should eliminate? Because... Here's the thing, when you, don't, when you don't cut off something that needs to be pruned on a tree, it can kill that tree. It can lead to sickness. It can, it can bring that tree down to, to eventually where it's not producing anything, and it can die. And in the same way, spiritually, there are things in our life that can become toxic in our life. That if we're not careful, we'll allow in our life and it will consume us when God all along is saying, hey... Uh, you know, I'm just going to loving you, ask you to, to cut that off. I'm not going to force you to do anything, but I'm going to ask you to cut that off. And, and he nudges us and he reminds us and, and life goes on and we don't do anything. And here's what I know happens. Either we prune it off or God himself will cut it off. That's how it works. We prune it off. We, we can make the choice to say, I want to live healthier and prune it ourselves, or 
we let him because we refuse to do it. And he comes in and cuts it off. And when you cut so- when he cuts something off, it's usually not pleasant. Okay? It's not pleasant. It hurts. It hurts. Everybody say, it hurts. It hurts. How do I know that? Because I've been there. We, we're human beings. We've all been there. Where God just has to, just boom, I don't want that in your life. And he cuts it off. So, so really what he's saying here is, how many of us here would want to prune it from our life? Take the opportunity to, to, to eliminate things from our life. And, and when we're, if we're not careful, we can get so cluttered in life, so busy with life, that we forget to see the things that are around us that are consuming us, that should be cut off, that should be eliminated. Amen? Yeah. Listen to John chapter 15 and verse 2, and I believe we have this as well, a scripture up on the screen. John 15 and verse 2 says this, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Let me say that again. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. God is wanting to grow you, to grow me, to mature us, amen? To take us, to level us up, to continue to grow in Him, amen? Uh, My prayer is here for, for every single one of us that we would be able to walk out of here every single day, whether it's a Sunday, uh, when you're at work and somebody just go, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you. And, and you know what it is? It's the glow of the Holy Spirit, the glow of the Holy Ghost just shining through you because it's Christ that lives in you. Amen. Amen. It, it's not your because Nigel's so good looking, you know, it's the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit that lives in him. That's just declaring to the world. I'm a child of the king. And I walk with confidence to know that I'm his child and that everywhere I go, he's going to take good care of me. Amen. Again, he cuts off every branch in you and I that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it. And how do you prune? You prune carefully. It's measured. It's calculated. You don't just cut anywhere. You got to know where to cut. My, My grandfather was a, one of the best grafters in the valley here for many years, grafting. He was known for his grafting abilities to graft one type of variety to another. He was a very um, wonderful man that worked very hard for years and years and years. And there's, a, there's an amazing quality to knowing where to cut, how to cut, and when to cut. And in the same way, the Lord is wanting to do that in our lives He wants to cut here so that we would grow more. Amen? Amen. How many want to grow more? How many want to be more fruitful this year? Amen? And I see that happening. So as we go forward, ask the Lord, are there things I should remove from my life? Here's what I know again. We either prune it or he's going to cut it off. He's going to cut it off. Sometimes we get our, in our lives, we get overwhelmed. There's, there's transitions. I mean, there's, there's sadness. There's, there's death. There's, there's new life. There's divorces. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen in our world. And we get lost in that transition. And, we, and we, we can, if we're not careful, we can allow 
or not allow the spirit of conviction during those times to convict us to prune certain areas of our life because we're so bound up in whatever we're going through. Does that make sense? Sometimes we got to be careful. Lord, I know I'm struggling right now, but Father, help me to, to get rid of things, eliminate things in my life so I can step up, I can level up. Amen. And I believe that when we do that, when we're transparent like that, God will help you. Amen. And then there's a, a couple of things here. There's, there's sins of commission and omission. You ever heard that? Sins of commission where we know clearly when we did something wrong. But there's also just as important sins of omission. And it kind of relates to what I just spoke on or what I touched on. God Almighty, I believe he does this with everybody. He'll tell you sometimes, hey, you know that comment you just said? That wasn't cool. I I didn't like that. How you spoke, that tone you just used with your spouse or with your children or with your coworker, that tone, that wasn't cool. And you know it here in your heart. And what God is asking you to do is go back and say, hey, I'm sorry. I need you to forgive me. That's really what he's saying. And a, and a sin of omission would be to know that and just say, ah, they'll get over it. Right? How many of us have done that? Probably every hand here, if we were honest. We, we, we would just walk away from that. But if God is talking to you and telling you, hey, you need to go back and say you're sorry, then do it. Amen? Amen. That's what I'm talking about today. See, sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from God. Other things that would keep us from God are unbelief, gossiping, those types of things. Those are just things that, that we, we need to stay away from. They're unfruitful. It doesn't get anybody anywhere. And we should cut that off. Amen? How many are with me on that? Amen? And then the final point on that is, is dishonor. Dishonor. Um, dishonor will hold you back. What do I, what do I mean by that? There's been tremendous people that I've seen in my lifetime that have been gifted spiritually, but they've never progressed, they've never leveled up where God wants them or in their life because they've dishonored authority and God holds them right where they're at. Amen? When you dishonor authority, God keeps you right where you're at. But when you honor authority, there's somehow there's a way that God just takes you to that next level. Can I get an amen? Because that's how God operates. God operates that way. So again, it's, it, these are simple keys to looking at, Lord, what do I need to prune in my life? What are attitudes? What are things I need to start looking at this year in 2020 that I can just give to you? Because uh, they're not taking me anywhere. In fact, they're holding me back from where you want me to be. And then the scripture, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 11 Listen to how the Lord states it here. Uh, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. How many know that our God Almighty will discipline us at times? He will correct us. His word, his word corrects us. It brings us correction every day. It reminds me the tone I need to have with with my wife. It reminds me the kind of co-worker I need to be on, on the job. It reminds me, for me personally, what kind of a pastor I am to be. It reminds me of that. But he will discipline me as well. Amen? And as we close here today, 
the final point, the third point on your outline, is sowing. And what I mean by sowing, sowing is a term used often in, in the Old Testament, New Testament as well. The farmer would sow. He would grab his seed and just scatter it. That's called sowing. And they'd sow seed. And in that process, when the, you sow something, you expect a harvest. You reap what you sow, the Bible says. You've heard that term before. You reap what you sow. In the same way, if you, if you give out, if you're sowing misery, if you're sowing gossip, if you're sowing whatever it may be, you're going to reap that back. Can I get an amen? amen. You know, here, here, listen to these words found in Galatians chapter 6 as Paul wrote them. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reap what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So this year, let's begin to sow what God has, has put in your heart. Let's begin to sow what, what, what is the vision He's given you, what is the dream He's given you, and begin to sow that. Begin to sow that and expect a harvest. Is it, is it for a better, stronger marriage this year? Then begin to sow those seeds. Yeah. Is it be, uh, a better relationship with your children? Begin to sow those seeds of communication. Is it, is it blessings in, in, your, in your job place? Begin to sow those seeds and reap what you sow. Decree it. Decree it, meaning I decree that this year, Lord, I'm not looking back. I'm going to look forward to this year because I'm decreeing that good things will happen because I am aligning my will with your purpose for my life. And saying no to your will, saying no to the way I've done it, because as we said last week, how's it working for you? How's it working for you? When we do things on our own, we, we, we end up butting our head on a wall sometimes. So here, listen to, listen to uh, this final point, and then we're going to close. There's also a, a sowing in your giving. And I'm talking about your giving, what we say around here, of your time, your talents, and your treasures. You can sow in those terms. And what I mean by that is the Lord challenges us throughout his word that sowing a seed, sowing a seed, you can reap a harvest. So sometimes you may be challenged. God himself, Pastor Rick doesn't do this, but God himself will challenge you and say, hey, sow a seed financially for the church. Sow a seed by giving of your, of your treasures like that. And you watch how God blesses you in that area. But that's between you and God, amen? God will challenge you. God will speak to you. And, and I would challenge you to do that during times of transition when you're struggling through times. Say, Lord, I need an answer. I need you to give me a vision. I need you to give me a dream. I need your help. And I'm going to sow this seed so that you can help me get out of this. Amen? Amen? When you sow a seed for a specific purpose and name your seed, you sow with purpose. God sees that. God honors that. God honors that. Listen to these words found in the book of Luke in chapter 6. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Again, not just financially, but the spirit that you give out. What are you sowing? Are you sowing discord? 
in the workplace? Are you sowing gossip? Are you sowing hatred? Because that's what you're going to reap. Or are you sowing love, peace, joy, kindness, goodness, all the things that God would expect of a believer? You will reap what you sow. So in conclusion, here's what I challenge you to do this week. We, we talked about last week about, about what. Today it's about how. So number one, have clarity about that dream. Have clarity about the vision God has given you. If you don't know, if you can't pinpoint what that is, begin to ask Him beginning today. Ask, Lord, what is the dream you have for my life? I, I've never thought about it. I've never actually considered it for a second. But begin to do that. And here's what I know about God is when you ask him, when you invite him in, he goes, oh, my child, let me tell you. Let me tell you the plans I have for you. Amen. He speaks to you as a loving father and brings you in and says, I've been here all along. And I just want to remind you right now that, number one, I love you. And I want to grant you the desires of your heart. Amen. So have clarity about your dream. Number two, allow God to prune the things in your life that you and I don't need in our lives anymore. And if you don't know what that is, ask him. Ask your spouse. Are there areas in my life that you think I need pruning on? Because let me tell you, one thing I've also learned is your spouse will be straight up with you. Amen. Because they know you best. They know you best. But we all need things pruned in our life. So allow God to prune your life and then deal with those things. And then thirdly, sow the word of God. Sow the word of God. Every, this is the year that, that um, I'm going to sow in my workplace. I'm going to be the best employee there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work and work and work. And Lord, you're going to bless me because of my faithfulness there. I declare it this year. Lord, you will never leave me nor forsake me. Lord, you've, you've promised me of hope and a future. Plans not to harm me, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. And Lord, I believe that. Lord, this is the year you're going to give me that house I've been praying for. Lord, you're going to give me uh, blessings with my, with my children, that you're going to restore communication with my children, with my grandchildren, with my nephews, my nieces, my, my parents even. What is it that you're declaring and expecting? Sow it this year. Sow it. You're not going to receive it unless you begin to sow. Begin to sow it. Begin to sow it. And God alone will give you and declare his promises for your future and your life.